You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. They took Lucy and the others. Hang on to your prawns, Planny. Asteroids! You mind if I save your life? Not at all. <laughs> I'm a queen whatever I would not be. Come with me on this adventure to save my friends. Teach me to be tough. Let's go find your friends. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Film Studies. I'm, I'm Derek, of course, with me is Mark. This song will get stuck inside your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, take a take a look this uh, this weekend at uh, Lego Movie 2, the second part. Um, direct sequel to the first one. Is and it isn't. Well, I think it is. It starts... Well, I mean, it is, yes, but there's... Anyway, we'll get into it, but... Okay. Um... Thoughts, Mark? Spoiler free? Um, I, I can't really get into my thoughts until we get into spoiler territory too much. Uh, I liked it. I had a good time. Okay. I uh, went with went with some family. Had so there was a lot of age ranges. One of my like one of my older sisters, my niece, and my niece's two kids. So okay. we had like we had like five and up, you know, pretty right. much every okay. demographic represented it. Uh and uh yeah, so we all had a good time. You know, obviously we were getting different things. Um like my uh, grandniece and grandnephew didn't get references to Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, I but didn't, I did. I didn't, I didn't get that. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Well, we'll get there. Okay. Or Doctor Who, or yeah. I didn't get the Doctor Who one either. Fair enough. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I wonder if I missed some shit. Yeah, I think you did. Um, but anyway, overall, no good time at the theater. Um, I gotta say, I. I'd have to go back and watch them back to back, but I think really uh, the first one, because it was the first one, I think still is is better Like because everything was so new. That I agree with. I, I, I yeah. don't think, yeah, the Lego movie, the first one was such a surprise. Yeah. Um, you know, coming out of movies you've seen before, like the Bratz movies or Transformers, where it's all just something to sell you something. So going yeah. into the Lego movie, you were thinking, okay, they're just going to do some... Stupid thing with Legos, and it's going to be fun for the kids. And then you realize it, this movie's written so well and performs so well, and there's so many great lines, and there's actually a great message behind it that it really surprised you. Um, yeah. This one, I think, just takes that concept and goes. Uh, I very much enjoyed this movie. I took my girlfriend with me. She very much enjoyed it, having not seen the Lego movie until the day before. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, and she said, well, yeah, no, that was cute. I would see the second one. And I'm like, okay, that's not very glowing. <laughs> What's in your beard? This? Yeah. Just the light? Gray hair. Oh, okay. Just the light. Okay. Yeah, it's gray hair. Thanks for that. Well, <laughs> no, but it looked like you had like <laughs> like mayonnaise dripping off the bottom of your beard. Yeah, no, no. It's just me getting old. Okay. Okay. No problem. <laughs> just olding around over here. Just for men. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. No, but I think this one is, uh, I very much enjoyed it. It's very much uh, in the same kind of vein. Um, I think they take a lot of things in further, uh, things that they explored in the first one a lot further. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think it's as funny as the first one, but the humor is the same. Yeah. So if you like the if you like the humor in the first one, the humor in the second one is going to go right along. There's just not as many jokes. Um, and you're right. I don't think it's going to be remembered as, as good as the first one, but I think that's partially because the first one was such a surprise. 
Uh, but I think, yeah. but I think this is a great follow up. I, I very much enjoyed this one. Well, it's not only a follow up to this, but uh, it in a way it's kind of a, a secret sequel for uh, the Lego Batman movie as well. Yeah, everything is in canon. No, well, like, well, yeah, well, they, yeah, like they drop references to it, but yeah, it's like the Lego movie happened, Lego Batman movie happened. And then we come back to this or something like that, right? Well, uh, we'll get into that. There's a spot. But... There's a spot for it, I think, if you if you wanted to create like an actual quote unquote timeline. But uh, let's get into spoiler territory, so we can be more okay. specific. Yeah. So I mean, it opens with uh, the invasion. Well, the invasion, yeah, which is the uh, essentially the little sister comes downstairs to play uh, and brings her Duplo toys to play with her older brother's Lego toys. Yes. Right. So, of course, we're in the real world. And uh, yeah, so the invasion happens and then keeps happening. And so the world is upset. Yeah. And so and everything cute um, and, or anything cute or interesting is destroyed and to the point where they just don't build up anything anymore. Yeah. It's not worth it because it keeps getting torn down. Right. And that's how we get to the wasteland that we see in the trailers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Max Lego. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, but this is why I would say it's a direct sequel. Um, the Lego Batman movie is referenced, but I don't know if it follows. I don't think you can do an MCU style timeline for this one. The only pl- uh, place I see it fitting in is is bef- like that five year gap. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe, or either that, or or really the Lego Batman movie is probably a prequel. If you want to, you'd probably want to put that. If you're throwing it in a timeline, you throw it in before he meets Wildstyle. Yeah, because she's not a part of it, right? So he's he has his Lego Gotham adventures, and then and then Lego movie happens. I guess yeah, maybe because because it's referenced, so it's there, and it's the you know it's Will Arnett's Batman. I, I think it's referenced just as a joke. I don't think it's referenced as a uh, you know oh here's Thanos at the end of the movie. You know, um, well, I don't I, know. I, I don't think I mean, they're Alfred, setting up a cinematic like, universe, but but Alfred's there still, and sure you know, and. He gets a new Batcave, and he gets his apocalyptic Batman gear. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, one of the things about this that I was surprised was how much Batman was in it. Like, oh, I'm really... not. He was a big. Uh, he was a big hero after the last one, so yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Maybe... He was in this one a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was still surprised at how much, right? So. I was kind of surprised at how much the others weren't. That's what I mean. Like, it, like how much Batman did we get versus you know Emmett and Wildstyle and? Well, you still get a lot of Emmett and Wildstyle. What I mean is, we don't get a whole lot of Unikitty, we don't get a whole lot of Benny, and we don't get a lot of Metalbeard. I mean, they do have a significant role in the movie, yeah, but they don't have as as significant as the last one. Uh, yeah, and that's what I'm I'm thinking. It's like I, I was thinking about it during the movie. It's like okay. Like we just had a Batman Lego movie, like a full movie devoted to that character. Yeah. Why aren't we getting more Unikitty and Benny and you know Metalbeard and you know I, cert- I don't know I certainly agree, yeah. but I think that's because he's the more popular character, which is sad because I really like the other ones. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah, like they're more original characters. Yeah. You know, we're getting Batfleck, and we you know the like and their Justice League is kind of funny, but you know. Um, I do like the idea. That, oh, Marvel's not refer- returning our phone calls, so we got no one left. <laughs> Once they run out of DC characters, <laughs> yeah. I, my, my sister, who I go to a lot of the Marvel movies with, she gave me the old elbow. You know, <laughs> when that yeah. joke hit. Yeah, I did like that. I did like the one where they're getting on the um, the Justice League is getting on their ship 
and they re- and they reference that Batman is off doing his own thing, which is the Batman movie, which is essentially the Batman movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, Aquaman, the new Aquaman, comes up and you know, my man, and he gets on the ship, and I'm like, he's it's just like a big fuck you to everyone who hated that in the Justice League movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. The- because they even have like original Aquaman later on, like he's one of the few that are left. Yeah. So, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, like there's some good stuff in here. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely not complaining about it. It's just that some of the stuff is like, oh, you know, some of the choices they made. I was like, okay, uh, sure, we can keep having Batman, but <laughs> okay. Yeah. A lot more music in this one too. Uh, yeah, more, uh, and, uh, which is weird. They act- Oh, uh, Jason Momoa does get uh, name-checked as Aquaman. Yes, so he, he did does. his own. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if they just pulled him from uh, Justice League or if they did, or whether he came in and did original recordings. Oh, I think they did original recordings. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, they yeah, they get uh, um, a lot more like stopping and singing kind of stuff, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, and it took a different direction than I thought it would. They didn't have any song, um, any 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 song breaks in the first one. This one gets three or four. Yeah, yeah, like you have everything is awesome at the beginning, and then that's about it, right? There's not not a whole lot. Pretty much, yeah. You have everything is awesome at the beginning during the opening sequence, and then you have everything is awesome again near the end as the distraction mm-hmm. when they're in Lord Business's uh, hangar. And then that's it. There's no other music. There's no other songs. Yeah, but now I mean, you got Tiffany Haddish breaks into what two numbers? <laughs> uh, yeah, she breaks into two numbers. Yeah, all I two loved, separate numbers on her own. I loved Gotham City guys. I thought that was hilarious. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. She's basically like Batman sucks, Superman rules. And yeah, like, yeah. To... That's right. That's the trigger right there. A little little Batman versus Superman of their own kind. Yeah, I do like the I'm not evil song or whatever that's called. Um, yeah. But I gotta say, I love. Uh, it's called catchy song. Oh yeah. Oh, do you know? Do you see who the musical director was? Yeah, I did see who wrote that. Who wrote most of the songs in the movie is John Lajoie. Yeah, who is a Canadian from Montreal who has a very successful YouTube channel and also on uh, shows like The League, um, which I love that show. Uh, I don't even like football that much, and I love The League. He's uh, <laughs> he's very his his stuff is very niche. And not really Lego appropriate audience members, or uh, not very Lego audience members appropriate uh, for some of them. Uh, but if you look up Everyday Normal Guy on YouTube, you'll see what I mean by that. Um, oh, and if you if you watch the league, like he comes up with little songs during that, like all the time. Yeah. You know, one's like Pete's little tiny wrecked dick, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but- Stuff like that. Yeah, so I was really surprised, but he did a great job. Like, the music in this is, is really good, and mm-hmm. the, the catchy song. Uh, the credits song. I, we just oh, my God, the credits song. Was awesome. I I didn't know whether or not we, we could leave or not. I didn't. Me and my sister, we stayed behind till that song was over. We watched all the way through. Yeah, I think we and did we're, too. We're just laughing at the song. My my, uh, you know, grandniece and nephew were, were like, "We going out?" You know, we're like, "No, no, no." <laughs> yeah, we weren't done because it probably goes right over their head the fact that they're singing about the credits. Oh yeah, that's and mentioning totally people parents. in the credits, like the visual effects yeah. artists and, and shit. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I I couldn't believe how much uh, how many um how many song j- songs there were. Like they wanted like a full album, not just one good song. They wanted a, a full. 
like go on iTunes and buy these five songs. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why they did it. Yeah. Um, let me pull the but he did a great here. job. Yeah, uh, yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah, and and basically the plot is that they're. Well, I mean, I mean, there's a dual overall plot. I mean, it's you know the the characters like all the characters are kidnapped and Emmett is left behind and he has to go rescue them. But it turns out it's still, <laughs> and they have to do it to prevent Mamageddon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the whole way through, I was thinking, what could possibly be the real world equivalent for this? And what is that? And then I figured it out basically uh, about fifty minutes before it actually came to, came to fruition. But um, really, I, I had it as soon as they said Mamageddon. I was like, oh, okay, so we had Will Ferrell. Now we're going to get someone else. No, I knew we were going to. I knew we were going to get the mom. But I mean, what was the like? What because like, the, the whole thing is is that it, the the whole lesson of the movie is learn to play along, you know, to get along yeah, with people, yeah, play together, yeah, yeah, play together rather than you know being separate. Well, it it does kind of dovetail on the message from the first movie, which is like these are toys; they weren't meant to be like glued together and and made like models, right? You know, it's it's not that. It is, you know, a toy. Use your imagination. Build something. Like the master builder was someone who could come, come up with creative solutions or creative things to do with the Lego. Creative ways to play, yeah. Well, creative ways to play, yeah. So dovetail this message onto that, which is, well, also don't play by yourself. Like, play with other kids. Like, this is this is a toy. This is meant to be shared and yeah. played and enjoyed, mixed up in weird ways and... That's why I like the 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 quote unquote villain or or the person we think is the villain is just a random collection of Duplo. Yeah. Do you get do you get her name Queen whatever I want to be? Yeah, 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 exactly. And she can just turn into whatever whatever, whatever want to be. Yeah, she starts off as kind of a horse-looking thing, which I thought was funny cuz Unikitty looked a little jealous, but Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and then she just kept cha- changing and changing, and and they showed basically like look at all the different things you can do with just these set amount of blocks. Yeah. Well, is, I think they stretched that because she gets bigger and she gets smaller and whatever. But oh yeah, but there's one I think one of her her musical numbers where she's just changing. I can do this and I can do this and I can do this. Maybe it wasn't a musical number, but anyway, she's oh, like, yeah. I can do this and I can do this and I can do this and I can be like this and I can be like this. And it was and it looked legit like they just kept like. In the computer, they yeah. kept taking those Lego pieces and reconfiguring in whichever way, you know what I mean, and and came up with like dozens of designs. Yeah, for but and it was all weird and strange, but it was wonderful at the same time. So I mean, the really positive message there too. Yeah, again, continuing off the the last one. So this is like literally when they're talking about the second part, and this is where I agree with you that it's obviously a, a direct sequel. It's like this is kind of the other half of the story. It is. It is. Like you didn't have to end with a craggle. Or the, no. the destruction of the Craggle, right? It had, you know, because then we get introduced to the little sister right away. Yeah, and it's five years later. And, you know, I was wondering how they're going to do with the, with the kids growing up. and um, But then they actually deal with that. They deal with that through Rex. Rex Vest, what's his name? Uh, Rex, was it Danger Vest or Danger something like Vest, that? Danger Vest, yeah. Yeah. Um, who, it turns out, I thought, I thought it was going to be like the brother of Emmett. But to, no, it's a little bit more cerebral. Um, he's actually Emmett from the future. Yeah, so they introduce time travel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he has, this. he has a Lego flux capacitor. So, 
Well, no, okay, this is the scene where you miss stuff because he takes the flux capacitor and he takes stuff for he goes and whatever the terminators are using and the and the the um the the box from Doctor Who. Oh, really? Oh, okay. The TARDIS, yeah, and a little bit from this t- hot tub. And we put it all together and oh, I must have missed that. Yeah, he kept he kept using all these movie uh tropes of time machines and put them together to make oh, one okay. Yeah. His spaceship that, um, you know, I, I'm a guy with, uh, uh, you know, I love the uh, st- starship design. Uh, it looks basically like a just a big old fist, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Yeah. It never does punch through anything, but I mean, it was, it looked cool. Yeah. I liked it. And I liked it how it's, um, it's basically his, you know, uh, teenager self. Um, and it's, and I love too how Rex uh, Danger Vest is a amalgamation of all of Chris Pratt's movie roles. Pretty much. He's the yeah. galaxy guardian. He's an yep. archaeologist. Um, dinosaur he's a, guy. He's a dinosaur, dinosaur trainer. Um, they even make mention, like, there's even a joke in there. I forget exactly how they said it, but it's like, it's like, oh, I, I, I put this on or something back when I was, um, I had this sweet ass, um, I had this sweet uh, uh, hero bod under a whole bunch, whole bunch of flab when I was supposed to be funny. Oh, baby fat. Yeah. yeah. His baby fat. Yeah. yeah. So his park and recs. Yes. Yeah, so parks and rec time. Yeah. yeah. They even re- referenced the park, parks and recs. So, um, yeah, that's when I was like, wait a second. And my sister, you know, she's like, who's that voice? And I'm like, that's Chris Pratt doing another voice. Yeah. Goes, really? I'm like, yeah, that's my working theory. Cause it's very self-referential to Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And it's just, a little bit of uh, like how the marker on the face. I thought was funny. Yeah. To give himself the beard. Yeah. You know, the, or the, sorry, the man stubble. The you man know? stubble. Yeah. Um, Permanent five o'clock shadow. But it would, but then within the realm of the story, it's basically um, it's, a, it's another plot of, of the, the boy basically realizing not to grow up too fast. So you think that was applying to the real life kid? Yes, son of business, as I'm going to son, call him. Son of because, business. Uh, I don't think he ever has yeah. a name, does he? No, I don't. No, this family, I don't think gets named. It's mom, it's dad, it, and you know we get you know. Well, Bianca gets business. Oh, Bianca gets named. Yeah, Bianca gets named. But the oh and oh and Finn. Finn is the boy. Finn. Okay, and it's the same actors, right? I believe so. Yeah. Like I think even the daughter is or Bianca is still the same well, the, girl. They just we never saw the daughter in the fun. first one. So. Oh, we didn't? No. I thought we did. Oh, no. Okay. Who's doing that little baby voice, by the way? I want to know that. I don't know. Because in this one, there was a lot of... Oh, Young Finn voice. Um, oh, that's Young Finn. Mm-hmm. Man, they got Ray Fiennes back for Alfred Pennyworth. Yeah. Bruce Willis as himself? Yeah, Bruce Willis makes a cameo twice in the movie. Yeah, every time they're in an event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he makes one right at the beginning when he's in the he's in the um, the hot tub where they're all getting oh yeah they're all getting brainwashed quote unquote. Bruce Willis, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, they they did hire a bunch of like really young kids. Like, there's Duplo Hart and Star, Duplo Young Finn, Duplo Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the the Duplo, and yeah, there's just um, your drummer Tacone. Uh, does does a voice? Uh, Will Forte is Abraham Lincoln. Yep. 
Ike Barinholtz is Lex Luthor. Colby Smothers. Oh, Colby Smothers was Wonder Woman. I was yep. wondering about that. The one I liked and the one that was bothering me was Ice Cream Cone. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. Which is Richard Iyer Whitey, who, uh, who I'm a big fan of because I watch a lot of British television. Um, yes, I believe I've seen him before. Uh, if you ever um, watch, um, he was in uh, Neighborhood Watch in that terrible movie with Vince Vaughn. But he, yes, I, I think that's where I might have seen him. But um, um, I watch a lot of British TV, and he's very funny, oh, yeah. um, and very much of that character. He's very stoic, very, uh, very dry wit, so, very proper. Yes, and that's what that ice cream character was. Yeah, and and the other one that that uh, I liked was uh, Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine Nine. She was General Mayhem slash Sweet Mayhem. That's the uh, the girl with the the mask that covers her entire face okay. and the wings. Yeah, I didn't know who the voice was, but it's uh, it, it's friggin' uh, Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine Nine. She's she's friggin' awesome in that. Okay, I've never seen Brooklyn Nine Nine, so oh, great show. Uh, Nick Offerman is Metalbeard. I forgot about that, and then I keep forgetting who does Benny's voice, but it's Charlie Day. Charlie so. Day, yeah, yeah, and friggin' uh, again, Liz Banks, love her. Yeah, knocked it out of the park. Actually, I liked her a bit better than I liked Pratt, but I think Pratt was doing because Pratt was doing double duty. It was must have been a rough uh, couple yeah. of days of work, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, very good. Will Arnett, I think, does really well in this too. Tiffany Haddish does really well. I love oh, the yeah. fact that they because they basically they the sister steals a whole bunch of the characters, and that's them getting abducted. Yeah, and she's going to room, and she's going to marry them to her characters. And it's going to cause Mamageddon because basically it's going to come to a head. Like the so basically at the end the brother comes in and he destroys hers and the mom comes in and says, "Okay, that's enough," and they're going to get banished to the bin of storage. The bin of storage, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's the old if you can't play nice, you you can't play at all. Like we'll yeah. take the toys away. We'll take if the you toys can't play away. With them right? nicely. Um, yeah. And a lot of great nods to what I remember as a kid, like. Um, when the war starts, it's the boy and the girl not getting along, essentially. Yeah. But the dad pieces out. Lord Business pieces out. He's like, I'm going golfing. You guys will do this on your own. You guys will figure it out. Bye. And I'm like, yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Mom has is left to clean up the mess, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Yeah, uh, it, it, you're right. It was uh, it brought a bit of a tear to the eye there. <laughs> yeah. It, again, it was written It was written by Lord Miller. Again. Uh, again. Uh, wasn't directed by them. It was directed by Mike Mitchell. Um, but I do like that. It's like okay, it was kind of a handoff, right? Like okay, we it was all about Dad in the first one and how precious his old Lego collection was. Yeah. And then it was okay. Let's hand it off to Mom, who is now kind of oh, Mom's usually the referee. Yeah. You know, during between the, with the sibling fights, right? Mom's usually the referee. So yeah. there we have it, right? Where where she's having to get in the middle of all of this. And wow. then yeah, if you can't play nice, you can't play at all. So. Wow, this guy directed uh, Trolls, the live-action sequences of a SpongeBob movie. Uh, oh. Alvin the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked, Shrek Forever, which is the worst one, and huh. Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Wow, so kind of rolled the dice on that a little bit. Y- yeah, but-, but I mean, he pulled it off. It's um, and, well, and to be fair, I think by now, after two Lego movies, like the production team's probably rather well oiled, right? I think it's I think it's Lord Miller that really showed showed their colors in this one. I think they're the ones that we can thank for this movie. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Screenplay by story by like they were like just right in there. So and there's no way that Mitchell was going to go against them. No. So I mean, this, you know what I mean, this is a guy like Lord Miller just made Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Which was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, they yeah. they wrote that one. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to go against, you know, plus they made it both cloudy with a chance of meatballs movies, too. Which is a great series of movies. Um, so, yeah, just, a, I mean, this movie really was. Now, okay, when you talked about, I asked for your opening comments, and you were kind of like, well, I got to wait till spoiler territory. What, what did you sort of mean by that? Um, what was I thinking about there? Sorry. <laughs> I need to come back, circle back around to that. Um, I think the, well, the time travel aspect was, was like, okay, we're going to just have that somehow. Like they're trying to relate it to real life, but then they put in time travel. Like, okay. I, don't, I don't know. That seemed, that seemed to disrupt things a little bit because like they totally, they, they, they you know, it's fun to have back to the future references, but at the same time, it's like, well, wait a second. You, you had a good thing going with this. Basically, the Legos were living in two worlds, but time kept moving on. Kind of like Toy Story. Okay. It, it feels like if they had introduced time travel into Toy Story. Okay, I think which, I see what you mean. Yeah, which I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I get it. Like, it makes for some some good jokes and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I don't know if this was the, the right move is, is time travel. Um. It was handled well as far as time travel goes. Yep, there's consequences to the actions and blah blah blah. And you know he he stops himself from becoming himself. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's a that's a time. And he, ra- and he, time- he even says he's oh, I, I'm oh like I'm disappearing just like in Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. He calls it out. And uh, Wild Style's like, "What's Back to the Future?" And he's like, "Oh, it's uh, it's a it's a movie the big kids get to watch." Yeah, it's a cool movie the big kids get yeah. to watch. Yeah, which is a great joke. But I mean, if you look at the target audience. How like r- really? What age are they starting to learn temporal mechanics now in school? Well, I mean, I think that's yeah, like it's handled well. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I'm just saying, yeah. So that was like, mm, okay, I guess. And then the other thing too that that hit me, and this is me, you know, being a big kid. Um, uh, Emmett's already been beyond the veil, as it were. Sure. And the fact that he doesn't really share that experience, even though he's had five years to talk about, no, no, uh, you should see it out there. It's fucked. You know what I mean? And talk, like, like Wild Style should know. He should have told her by now what happened when he went after the Craggle and and his, uh, you know, when he went beyond the veil, as it were. Well, I, I think he does, but I think he does it in the own his own Emmett way because he's like, because everyone knows him as the man who faced off against the man upstairs. Yeah, and they referenced the fact that he had he went on this journey and and, and saved Bricksburg, um, but I think also it's in Emmett's character to not ruin everything because he still thinks that everything is awesome. Well, that that was the thing I had a hard time kind of getting back into Emmett's character and where he was after that experience because that's huge, right? That sure. Uh, of going, you know, finding out there's this whole other world out there and you're just a toy, it, you know, it's different than when Tom Hanks is screaming it, you know, screaming at you in the face saying you are a toy, you know. I don't think that he realizes he's a toy. I never got that from the first movie. No. So his, but his experience uh, in the real, mm-hmm. that had to do something, right? Or, or are we just assuming that he's just kind of so 
well, he just goes like, yeah, that was cool, and just goes about his business. Um, I don't know how I, well, I guess, how do I put this? Um, I think I saw it as... Well, he was, he'd always heard about the man upstairs. Mm-hmm. And... Well, because don't forget, like, the, the, the speech he gives at the end of the first one is really the kid talking to his dad. Right? Yeah, about how everyone can be a master builder. Right. Or everyone, everyone's special, right? Everyone everyone's is special. special, right? Yeah. Um, And so I think, I don't think he sees the outside world as an outside world. That, I don't know. I don't know how he sees it because I guess you see what I mean. Like it's kind of this weird trend. Transcend. It's like you go and see God, and then you come back and be like, "Yeah, it was cool." <laughs> <laughs> True, but I. But don't forget, like the Emmett being alive is still in the kid's imagination, even when the kid's not around. But we see him flopping around on the ground. That was like in that's the, the hard part to buy. Do you see what I mean? And so, so if we buy the magic bean that he's been you know as a toy he's been alive at least to a certain point where he can flop around right you know and he's now he can now acknowledge that there are these other creatures the man upstairs etc I, I i don't think so i think that him flopping around um and the fight that goes on in the lego world yeah um is the is the brother subconsciously having like coming to that decision, you know what so I mean. Finn, so we're seeing Finn is under the no under the dryer. No, <laughs> I I I think that it's. I think what happens under the dryer is a direct result of whatever Finn is thinking of, because all the toys are in the storage box at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, and they're not able to move, right? Because all the imagination is gone, because Finn is. Uh, he's depressed and they've taken away everything and he's sad, right? So when you're sad, mm-hmm. there's no imagination. When he gets the idea to go back and apologize to his sister and to make nice and to play and and to play together, the imagination comes back and that's when they're and that's when they're able to move again, right? Okay, you see what I mean? So I, it's very existentialist of me, and I'm kind of making it up as I go, but I kind of that that's how I kind of reconciled it is that. When there's imagination, the characters are alive, and the characters, the characters don't actually move in real life, but in their world, they they are. You know what I mean? So it's all part of the imagination. Yes. Like even in the first one, Emmett was flopping around on the floor. Yes. It's it's Finn kind of like, oh, did I hear something? Maybe my Lego moved on its own. Yeah. Well, because at that point, it was Will Ferrell, right? Yeah, but it was also but Finn was there. Like but he's Finn the was one there. Who, yeah, yeah. So i i kind of I kind of see that as uh, Will Ferrell kind of saying, "Well, you know, kind of having that thing in the back of his head, thinking back to his younger days of well, what was what it was sure. what it was like to play with Lego." Yeah, and then that sort of coming through and thus causing Emmett to move. At least that's my, I know it's a stretch, but that's my interpretation of it. Yeah, um, like, I'm trying not to go too far deep into this kid's movie, might, <laughs> might I add. Yeah. But, they, but at the same time. But they kind of make you, though. It's they, Yeah, it's like the parents are there. Okay, I'm not a parent, but, you know. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm there with my family and we're having a good time. But at the same time, these questions do come up. It's like, well, wait a second. So he's he's kind of seen heaven and come back. Why isn't he talking about it? Like they could have easily used that as a point of contention too, and not just the whole thing about him having to grow up to impress Wildstyle, but like maybe she doesn't believe him, and then she finds out at the end. I know that's kind of trite, but at the same time, true. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, she, oh no, that you know there really isn't a man upset. Like all, you, you know, you're you're crazy, Emmett. And then she finds out the hard way. Like she meets Bianca, and yeah, uh, yeah, and has her own, you know, uh, existential crisis or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It just, it, I was, like I said, I guess I was overthinking it, but. Yeah. It, well, uh, yeah. The, the, this one goes into some very mature topics. And I think that's, I, 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 that's what I like about this movie is it gives you things to talk about, uh, yeah. you know, between two people. And it's um, certainly not as cut and dry uh, as maybe the first one is. Mm-hmm. Um. Personally, I think if you liked the first Lego movie, I think you'll like this one. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, you know, despite what I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not against it. Right. For sure. It's, it's a good second part. Yeah. Um, Great message. You know. I even enjoyed the fact, and this is really a big spoiler, that they end the movie early. Oh <laughs> yeah. They kind of fake you out. Yeah, when they get put in the box of storage. In the box of storage. Yeah. Um, and. It's very depressing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then they have, yeah. but then they bring back everything is awesome and they mix it with uh, the song will get stuck in your head. And there's that big rally um, back to it. And that's when the imagination comes back and all the toys come back to life. Would well, you notice the song kind of matures? It does. It's like every, everything's not awesome, you know, and it's unrealistic to expect everything to be awesome all the time was kind of the gist of the lyrics <laughs> yeah. I was getting. and. You know, yeah, with more real, more realistic expectations. Like, the, okay, the song is maturing. Yeah, it's like... And yet know, it's still encouraging play. Everything is not going to be awesome all the time, but that's okay, and we can make it through it and still have everything be awesome. By working together as a team, yeah. right? So they still get back to that, that team mentality, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we can work through it. So I guess that's kind of the maturing message of like, okay, you and your sister might fight, or you and your brother might fight, you know? Yeah. That's okay. You'll get through it. You're, you're the family is the team. That's what I kind of took away from that. I was sitting there with my team, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, family was the team. How did they think of it? What did What did they think of it? <laughs> so some of the jokes were definitely going over the head. I think sure. me and my sister laughed more. I didn't hear. I couldn't hear my niece because she was a few seats down looking after her kids. But um, my grandniece and nephew, uh, five and nine, and they were paying attention. They were laughing a bit. Uh, afterwards, we went to one of my other sister's places for, uh, well, to see their grandparents, My one of my other sisters. Right. And um, so grandpa asks his granddaughter, you know, what did you like it? And she's like, it was good, kind of. Oh, wow. N- no qualifying statement. <laughs> no follow-up. <laughs> I, I, re- I tried to. I, I was really like, so, but anyway, there's too many people talking to her. So sure. I, I guess she was. And I think that was it, though. It was like, okay, like every... Like every second or third joke was for her. Sure. Yeah. And every second or third joke was, you know, on the offs were for us. Like so, yeah. so my sister and I were laughing at everything. Yeah. They were laughing at whatever most they got. Of the things. Yeah. Whatever they. Yeah. Whatever they got at each of their own age. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. But my, they loved the song, the new song. Like <laughs> we were, we were. It didn't. 
it didn't um, help that the three adults were singing it on the way out with them and dancing, and, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and they, they loved it. You know what I mean? And they, they, they were singing along and they're like, Oh, Oh, tell, tell grandma about the song, tell grandma about the song. And, you know, yeah. so yeah, well, that was cute. It was, uh, we're, we're going to be doing it again, by the way, in a few weeks for how to train your dragon. Okay. I'll be getting their opinions on that too. Sure. Yeah. With their mom's permission. And this might be too, uh, too heady a project, but I might try and record like, you know, did you like it in, what did you? What was your favorite part, or something like that? I'll see if I can do like a little mini interview with them. Sure, that'd be great. <laughs> um, but anyway, the because uh, this is our this is our second movie in the row. We've got we've gone to like that because we also did Incredibles two. Okay, and uh, or no, sorry, Wreck-It Ralph two. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, so this is becoming kind of a thing now with these kids' movies. I get I get some few a few extra audience members to pull. Yeah, yeah, probably a lot easier exactly. too. Oh yeah, they're families, so it does make it a lot easier. Yeah, so, but um, my niece, uh, she's in in her thirties. She enjoyed it, you know. Um, my sister and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like all, like there was something for everybody, literally. And I know that's their goal. And yeah, they they did they did it again. They did it again. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to be um, shocked that that they don't get nominated for best animated movie because uh, there's a lot of live action in this movie. Uh, a lot more than last time. A lot more than last time. I think they fully embraced yeah. the fact this dual world that they have going on with this. And yeah, they didn't. Yeah, before that was the big reveal. Yeah, that we were going out of Legoland into you know like it wasn't just the kids' imagination. It was it was actually like real world. So once that 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 curtain's been drawn, yeah, we spend more time there. Now that being said, and I'll see if you agree with me on this one. If they do a third one. Mm-hmm. Which they probably will, because they made fucking tons of money. Yeah. Um, on the first weekend, they made fifty-two point five million dollars worldwide. Um, obviously, number one at the box office, uh, handily, by the way. Um, oh, sorry. What are the numbers again? Fifty-four mil, fifty-four point five. Already, eh? Yeah. And what was the budget on that? So budget is ninety-nine million. Okay, but they're, yeah, they're like over halfway there. But they're over halfway there. Don't forget, we just had, you know, Chicago was completely devastated by the, the cold weather. And most of the upper United States was completely demolished by the, the the cold weather we've had recently. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think Cold Pursuit is going to do it or give yeah. them anything or, you know, what men yeah. want. I don't think that's going to stand in their way. So, well, Another Tiffany Haddish, but. Uh, yeah, not going to happen. Um, yeah, no, cold, cold pursuit, a little too soon now. Everyone's getting hit with the cold. That's probably... Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so if they do make a third one, mm-hmm. um, I do certainly agree with their stance in the second one to pull back that curtain more and show more of the real life. Yeah. If they do a third one, I would like to see more of the Lego world. I think that's more interesting. Absolutely. And with the movie, like the Lego movie, I don't want it to become about this family. I agree. Like, I don't want the next story to be about mom and dad getting a divorce and how the kids are going to handle it through Lego. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't want that. I don't, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Like, I don't need another divorce movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I'd like to see more of the Lego itself. Um, no, I do like in this one. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. But, um, how the quote-unquote bad guys were the girls' Lego. That's which, 
I, I worked at Toys R Us for years and, you know, kind of seeing that grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I haven't worked there in a little while, but I, I saw kind of the start of that Lego Friends movement. Introducing more kind of a, a quote okay. unquote girls, girls line of Lego. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I really liked that Lego did when they came into our store and were doing their display, it was all there. Like they, uh, I remember one Christmas they did a huge display, but it was all there. You had like the Star Wars and your Harry Potters and oh, the I Lego friends okay. and the, you know, it was all there together. So it's just the kids go and get what they like, right? Yeah. It's a wall of Lego. You choose. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Something for everybody. So I like the inclusivity um, for that. I think it's really, uh, um, I think it's really great. And and I like the uh, part of the message of this movie too was, he, yeah, go ahead and mix them up. Don't worry about it. Like, yes, they look a little bit different. Like their figures are a little different. They're closer to dolls than the little Lego men. Yeah. Or Lego figures, right? The traditional Lego figures. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Mix it up. Have fun. Yeah. You know? Um, that's fantastic. And I was kind of, it was nice to kind of be there to see that begin and now seeing it put down in a movie as kind of like a real genuine message. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I think less them, more Lego. Or sorry, less us, more them. Yeah. Right? We got to stick to that formula. It works for monster movies. <laughs> yeah. Works for Power and Rangers movies. Works for Power Rangers, and I believe you're you're absolutely right. I think it would work here. We need um, I don't know what it would be. I don't know what the big threat would be, but I would like it to start with basically the shared world now because they expanded it to more worlds, which is also nice. Like we expanded the real world. Yeah. You know, we had the basement. Now we have Bianca's room, which is kind of another. You know, but in the Lego, it's that's kind of the other universe too, right? Like they got it. It's like uh, the it's like the door upstairs is like a black hole, or a portal, or a wormhole. Yeah, a wormhole. Yeah. So, I want to see more of that. Uh, these other worlds that are being created, like the the spaceship world, and the, you know the, whatever uh, uh, whatever Kitty was going to get there for her world, Sparkle World, Sparkle or whatever. World. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! I laughed so hard when the um little star got sick and threw up sparkles. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my god, that was so yeah. funny. And, and Sparkle Superman, you know, just out mowing the lawn, and <laughs> yeah. he's he's getting along with Sparkle Green Lantern, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta tell you though, um, I I had to go to work that night. Um, and as soon as I got to my uh, office computer, I put on the catchy song ah. <laughs> and I played it two or three times. And then I started playing it for everyone who works there. Um, I was like, you got to hear this song. This is the new one from the Lego movie. Uh, I thought everything is awesome. Got stuck in your head. Now this one's going to get stuck in your head. Cause that's the point. <laughs> and I love, and I love too, how that, uh, it, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a kiss off to the people who hated everything is awesome because it got so catchy. Yeah. Um, it's like, nope. Okay. This one's going to, stu- going to get stuck inside your head and we're, it's going to, because we're telling you it's going to. I know. It's so self-referential. Yeah. If you listen to the whole song at the end of the song, they start saying this song is now stuck inside your head. Yes, they changed the words. I noticed yeah, that. And uh, it, it was the second or third time I heard it, uh, or pro- perhaps like during the credits or something like that. Again, you, know, you played it a couple times. We're bebopping to it, and we're singing it for the kids. And, yeah. And, you know, 
even when we got to you know their grandparents' place and we're singing it for you know my sister and and that <laughs> who who wasn't there yeah so yeah no I just I just really enjoyed this one um, final thoughts and ratings uh, I think I, I said it earlier really like just the inclusivity the uh, of of all the types of toys again create uh, moving on with the message of like don't don't get so so stuck to like yes we put out these sets but don't worry about it use your own imagination if you want to build a triple decker b- couch go for it a triple decker <laughs> couch right i love that i love that it transformed into a mech suit by the way yeah that was awesome i was <laughs> yeah. like holy shit <laughs> yeah again that that creativity in the all the vehicles again were fun and you know and imaginative and i love that and so it was, yeah, a really good time, despite my questions and stuff. It might not have been stuff I did, but who, what the hell do I know? I'm not Lord and Miller. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, again, a really good time at the movies. They they did not drop the ball in my mind. No. Uh, dis- despite my questions, they didn't, which it was theirs to lose, essentially, right? They could have really shit the bed, dropped the ball, and that would have been it. But you're right. They made, you know, uh, another great one. And if we don't get a third one, I'd be very shocked. Um, Me too. Yeah. But I just don't know where to take it from now. But that's okay. They'll figure it out because they're doing a great job. And uh, yeah, I'm giving it a solid like eight and a half. I think I gave Lego Movie like a nine, nine and a half, I think the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, the first one with its novelty was still still beating this one if we're going to rank them. Although this is really just one continuous movie. I'm still going to solid eight and a half. Um, uh, eight and a half bat weddings out of ten. Okay. Yeah, no, I think this is. Uh, I I'll echo that. I think this is right up the same alley. Um, I don't think it's as good as the first one, but I don't think it was going. It was. I don't think it was ever going to be. Um, I think the writing is brilliant. Um, the animation is still great. Uh, the quickness of the jokes. Um, like when oh he, yeah, he's like, uh, "Good, see, see, I let her go and nothing got in. Oh my god, something got in. You know." Um, <laughs> That kind of t- the 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 timing is great. Uh, the rewatchability factor is there for me again because Absolutely. there's so many things that you'll miss. Um, uh, I gave the first one the it was the first and only perfect ten I've ever given. Um, I'm going to give this one nine and a half. Uh, raptors uh, talking around the water cooler out of ten. Oh, I love that. We didn't even talk about the raptors. I loved his Raptor crew. And they, they're talking to each other and we get subtitles for them. So, there, see, there's a thing. I don't think my five-year-old nephew is that quick at reading yet. Yeah. Or my, my grandnephew, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I think some of the younger kids are going to lose out, unfortunately, on the Raptor stuff. Yeah. But then again, it just means that when they're older, when they can read, it's there for them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what do we have coming up next on Film Studies? Uh, well, there is the aforementioned How to Train Your Dragon 2. When does, 3, I mean. When does that come out? I knew you were going to ask that, so okay. I got to go to that page. <laughs> um, Let's see. It's oh, in a, Mark, it's in a couple weeks, actually. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw out one here, and you're going to have to do a little bit of homework for this one. Ah, yes, I knew you were going to say that. But Happy Death Day to you comes out next week. Yes, I will watch the first okay. one, and then I'll go to the theater for the second one. I've been seeing previews for it. I guess I pretty much know what happens at the for the first one, but I'll watch it. You do, it. you do, but I, but I. But I highly recommend you watch it. It is very funny. I'm sure going to reference the hell out of it, so yeah. I might as well watch the first one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, and then after that, we have How to Train Your Dragon 3. So that's where my grandniece and grandnephew, ha- who have never seen the first two, they've got their homework cut out for them. Okay. 
Yep, and they're going to be actually before my niece brings them to the theater. They're going to in the next few weeks. They're going to watch those too, and then we're all going to go again as a family, and hopefully, I'll get my mini reviews. Oh yeah, that'd be great. I would yeah, happily if, do if that. I can. Yeah, I'll talk to my niece about it. She and uh, you know, no names or whatever, but. And then shortly after that, in Mar- early March, you got Captain Marvel coming up. So yes, oh, I can't believe it's here. Like that is, that's awesome. Stay tuned this week for Slender Man. We take a look back at our uh, oh. worst of 2018 on, or is it? Um, so far, it's been so bad. I don't know if I can rank them. Yeah, I know. And, and oh, and we've done what two? <laughs> uh, well, we've released one so far. There's, but we've recorded there's an, two. There's an issue with the second one, and we'll talk off air. Okay. Um, but we'll continue to, to release those. So stay tuned. Uh, of course, if you've seen Lego movie, let us know, uh, email us Canadian movie crew at gmail.com tweet at us at can movie crew or follow us on Facebook. Let us know. Um, and let us know, by the way, uh, I like your question, Derek, what would you, for the next one, what would you like to see more Lego movie, uh, like more Legoland or that's what, that's what I'm calling it or a bit more real world and or, or see a mixture how the two of the two. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, coming up too, we have our 200th, or is it coming up soon? Oh wow! This year, Already. this year it will be. So not right away, but very soon. So very cool. We'll try to think of uh, something to do there. So, Mark, thanks very much for coming out. Always a pleasure. And I'm Derek. Guys, we'll see you on the next film studies coming soon.